Hello and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. I am Nick Englander here with Christian Okai. Sadly, Paul cannot make it tonight. Um, so, so that we're coming back from what uh, was what two months Three ago? Months. Yeah, two, two months. I can't even count anymore. Uh, the coronavirus uh, suspended the NBA season, and. Um, well, a lot of things have happened. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Where to begin? We have the coronavirus, duh. We have, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And obviously, George Floyd is the big thing. Um, and, you know, I, I, we generally don't get into politics much, much in this show. Um, I will say this to make it to tie to sports real quick. Well, first, we're going to talk about the, well, second, we're going to talk about the Knicks thing, Christian. Right. Um, with what Dolan said, and then of course, what, 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 there's no surprises there. He's a coward. But um, I wanted to say I'm proud of four Celtics players. As far as we know, there are four. That there's might have been more than that, but as we know, uh, uh, Jalen Brown, especially Jalen Brown, who drove to my to at Atlanta and protested. Uh, but Jalen Brown and three guy, uh, three guys that are in Boston who are Marcus Smart, Ennis Cantor, and Vincent Poirier, who, by the way, Vincent Poirier, remember, this is his first year in the United States. And <laughs> God, what a what a start to what a start to being an American. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I mean, I was proud what I saw um, those four guys and what they did. I mean, I knew Ennis was going to do something. I mean, I, you, Christian, you know, Ennis was the Nick, too. You know how yes. outspoken he is. Yeah, so um, at first, I didn't realize. So I was, uh, I was, I remember the day that they were doing it, that Cantor posted a photo that looked like Philly. And I was like, oh, he's doing it in Philly. Oh, okay. But no, no, he was there. Um, yeah, Marcus Smart, I, I, apparently they found him. He, he wasn't like, he was kind of lost in the crowd. Um Vincent Poirier, I think the same thing, but of course, Ennis, you know, he, he's a guy who loves the spotlight, so he took the mic and, of course, spoke um, about it, but I, I guess that's just simply what I want to say. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of those guys, uh, and really Jalen Brown in particular, um, because Jalen Brown drove, what, 15 hours, I think, isn't that what Bleacher Report said, something like right. that? Yeah, just, it really, yeah, just great, great overall, man, by him, and, you know, Nick, if I could just say something, I'm just very, like proud of the country in general that every state is protesting and obviously it sucks that it had to come to this where a, a man lost his life because of dumb bs and regardless if you are you know republican or democratic you have to you have to believe and, it, and it's not even believe it's just real life it's just the cops they just take advantage sometimes man and a lot of times and you know, I can't even imagine being fearful of something. Like, Nick, you and me, you know, we're white. We don't have to fear being stopped, you know? So I'm just really happy that the country is doing this and it's spread to Europe too. Everybody's standing and hopefully we can finally get some equality for everybody in this goddamn country that we've needed since the beginning, man. I really hope so. I really hope this is the turning point. And I hope that, you know, if we ever have kids, we can tell them that we were a part of this and that we were the change. And we all were. I hope so. I really do hope so. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, I think no matter if you're a liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, I think this is, this, I think George Floyd is, is kind of like what set it over the edge. Um, I think what got everyone to just kind of, just kind of admit what we kind of, what African Americans have known for so long. And that is that there is different treatment with the police, you know, and, uh, and different, you know, in with different races. And it's, it's a damn shame. And watching that dude's knee on the back of his neck and watching him die, it's, it's just horrifying. Um, and I think, you know, I think you talk about like, you know, there's just so much, there's a unity to this almost. Um, I think that it's just, I, I, I'm proud of this generation. I think I was watching, I was, I remember I sent this to you, Christian, but I was watching CNN live when they had a kid who's around, around my age, you know, I talked about, and I thought it was very, he summed it up pretty well. You know, he's like, I'm black and I don't want to go to a white neighborhood and feel unsafe. You know, it's like, this is 2020 and this still happens. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. I mean, I'm just proud of what we're, what, you know, what the unity of this country is, is almost having with this, you know, it's like, there's very little disagreement now. It, it's Colin Kaepernick, you know, the, 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 what people are saying now is Colin Kaepernick was right. You know, this guy that who, you know, little known quarterback for the 40, well, it wasn't little known quarterback for the 49ers at the time. He will know who he was, but like what he said, you know, at the time was so disputed and what he did with the kneeing was so disputed. And now almost everyone thinks he's right. And that's why Drew Brees today got so much of a backlash. Now, speaking of backlash, <laughs> Christian, I knew you were waiting for this. Can I, can I please start with this? Yeah. <laughs> being the, being the residential Knicks fan, like my first thought when I saw this was, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, look at the variables. We have a rich white man who, first of all, his wealth was given to him by his father. So, of course, he's a spoiled little brat who was running a team that he has no reason to. He sucks. He's terrible. Of course, he's out of touch with reality. Of course, there's no statement from the Knicks, which is embarrassing because they're in New York. We're in New York, Nick. We're a melting pot here. There's so many different ethnicities here. It's a slap to the face of everybody, including me, including all Knicks fans. And the fact that he's getting away with this is the thing that upsets me the most. I don't know what it's, it, I don't know what it's going to take to get this man to sell this goddamn team. And I hope he sells the Rangers, too. I feel bad for Rangers fans, too. He needs to sell every team he owns in Madison Square Garden. And my friend and I, we joke about this, but my friend tells me, Christian, I it's, I find it funny that you are just hoping that they catch something about this guy so that he's forced to sell the team. And it's like, that's how sad it is, that I have to hope that this guy does something stupid so that they force him to sell the team. And for some inexplicable reason, he keeps getting away with it, Nick. I don't know why. It's disgusting. It's truly disgusting. It pisses and, me off. And, and I, I want to, and I'm going to boycott too. I'm straight up, I'm boycotting the fucking Knicks. Screw them. So, wait, so to make this clear, the boycott of the Knicks, is this a self-boycott of the Knicks? Or is this... Uh, it's a, I'm not watching any games. They can kiss my ass. Screw them. Listen, I love the players and shit, but listen, I, I, I can't support them. I, how can you support that? That's ridiculous. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to. Um, it, it's just this is what we've known about Dolan for so long. I mean, he's also noted Trump donor as well um, and Trump supporter. But it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, I always joke, you know, as a non-Knicks fan, we always laugh, you know, kind of Dolan and all the stupid stuff he does, so stupid shit he does, you know, which he's done for so long. And like I said, that book I was reading, I was telling you about that he, his dad, Charles Dolan, came extremely close to getting the Red Sox. To be honest, he offered more than the than the group that got it, the John Henry, Larry Lucchino, and Tom Warner group. Um, you should be lucky that he didn't I, get them. <laughs> I, I said before, I said to my dad when I was talking about I was like, if James Dolan owned the Red Sox, you know, the curse of the Bambino would still exist. It would be over 100 years since we won a World Series. You know, it's like, I really, in reality, that's that's just the truth. Uh, in reality, it's just true. That's a great quote. Um, <laughs> but Nick, you know another thing. You know another thing that really just irritates me is those fans who defend him. I saw some people on Twitter say it's not his. It's not his business to comment on uh, uh, global issues. That's not the point, dumbasses. The point is that we're all trying to be united in one important cause, and this one man who has probably the biggest platform because he owns. One of the most expensive teams, one of the most prestigious teams, maybe not prestigious, but you know, I mean, one of the biggest teams. He does not use his platform to help out. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. Well, Christian, luckily for you, the Knicks will not be one of the teams going to Orlando. Um, so it kind of transitioned to that. Um, so me, well, first off, me and Christian, for those who don't know, the five podcast listeners. Um, we going to be 25 by the end of the year, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> me, me and Christian, we were not super fond of the idea of coming back, and we still aren't. I think me and Christian have talked about we're worried about players not getting in shape and getting hurt. We've talked about players getting sick. The fact that this whole season is an asterisk because no fans, you know, during the quote unquote title winner. And to make right. this clear, this resumption, this 22-team resumption of the NBA season, this is not a really a resumption of the NBA season. This is not the NBA season continuing. It's not. It's just not. I, it's, like, I, it's, like, it's like a brand new season, honestly. Yeah, it is. It, with four months off, it's a brand new season. This is basically, it, it's almost five. It's like a brand new season. This is not resuming the season at all. Um, but to talk about the the model i guess uh i think the model to, well okay so for those who don't know um it's 22 teams it is obviously the eight playoff teams from each conference and six extra teams five from the west one from the east that's the, the east team is the washington wizards Unbelievable. Uh, yeah <laughs> uh so oh god the wizards are gonna go yeah i know it's like so basically, it's with it teams within like what five or six games. They said every those are the teams that are coming to Orlando, right? right. Yeah, Port- and, and there's going to be a playoff tourney to get the eighth seed or something like that, right? Yeah, within four games. So if the team, so each team is going to play eight regular season games, and it's within four teams that are within four games. Well, if, if that happens, there'll be a play-in tournament. Now, let me make this clear: as a Celtics fan, I am in full support of this model. Well, assuming they don't do one through 16, because that would screw the Celtics. 
Why am I in full approval of this model? Simple. The, the simple reason I am, because the Memphis Grizzlies might be in the lottery. That is why I approve this God. model. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want the I mean, the, self, the pick is top six protected this year and unprotected next year if we don't get if we don't get it this year. But I want the Grizzlies pick to be as good as possible. And hearing that the Portland Trailblazers, who are going to be fully healthy now, and the New Orleans Pelicans, who have, if this, so the report from Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo said they're going to play the next eight games on each team schedule, which, by the way, wouldn't make any sense because each team has a different one when the, they're not playing. Okay, well, to go back a bit, the Cavaliers, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Bulls, all they're all not going, but some teams have them on their schedule. So if that team has them on their schedule, they just skip to the next game, right? So the oh, next eight games, the next eight games with teams not Cavs, Hawks, the, the, basically the next eight games with teams that are going to be Orlando. But the problem with that is simple. The problem with that is each team's schedule is different. Like someone pointed out, the Celtics don't play Orlando at all on their eight games, right? But Orlando plays the Celtics twice. So how is that going to work? I don't fully believe that's what Vincent Goodwill said. But we know for a fact, Woj said, we know for a fact it's going to be eight regular season games. That we know. Um, and to be honest, if it's if it's eight, those eight for the Celtics, it's not bad, right? The third easiest schedule, I believe. Like you said, we're playing the Wizards twice, which is very lucky. Um, I think, I think though, the model as a whole, it's probably the most fair option they could have gone with. I mean, outside of the Grizzlies who are going to complain, but hey, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> so, um, I I think okay. So I think from an NBA perspective, they, they couldn't bring every team back. It would just make no sense. You know, it's like why bring the Knicks back, like you said, to play five or six games, right? Wouldn't make any sense. Um, but it it also gives the Portland Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans, and for the freaking Washington Wizards. I know, a chance to make the playoffs. That's fucking crazy. And the Suns. I forgot about the Phoenix Suns. And, of course, who doesn't want to see, you know, the Baines fan club, you know, just freaking orgasming all over the Twitter timeline every time Baines scores in Orlando. It it gets a rebound. The Aaron Baines club versus the freaking (laughs) uh, Alex Caruso club. God, imagine. (laughs) Yeah, God. No, Alex Caruso. God, fuck. Um, But... So, so Christian, we have the idea of what it is. It sounds like they're going to do just do the normal playoff format. Um, so the only things I can see from these, the Celtics obviously will be there. If they do play the next eight games, if the Celtics really play well in this stretch, they actually have a chance to get the two CBs. The Raptors' schedule is really hard. Like it's it's tied for the strongest i believe because they play the lakers they play denver they play the bucks twice um it's definitely a chance um but that being said i i guess more just on the model itself christian what are your thoughts on it do you think it's fair do you think it's the right one they chose i mean we both agree we probably wouldn't have brought it back this season back ourselves but they're probably just doing this for money purposes uh, yeah, uh, and one, I think actually one more thing I forgot. Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports, who I followed since Real Jim. I know who he was. He would he's a Celtics fan, by the way, and he always posts on Real Jim. And 
by God, I still remember him saying on Real Jim that uh, the the summer league talk was that the Celtics were in the lead for Kevin Durant in 2016. You know. Oh, before. are you talking about that thing where he said he was going to sign with Boston? Yeah, because that was right after the meeting happened, and yeah, yeah. So I still never forget when he said that. You know. In 2016, and I still remember being that excited, and then he didn't pick us. But uh, he picked another team, which everyone was happy with. Um, I I guess I want to give him a shout-out because he came up with this idea. And so many people gave the credit to, you know, or give, like, the NBA credit. But really, Keith Smith, who I believe he said he's not full-time as a writer in basketball yet, which is, like, what? You know? Like... This guy, this guy, this guy should get a million dollar check from Disney and ESPN because he came up with this idea. And if it weren't for that, I mean, I don't see how they could have resumed the season. Where could you have done it besides Disney World? I mean, it's so he deserves a ton of credit. Um, I guess that's all I got. So uh, thank you, Keith Smith. Well, maybe I'm still not sure how happy I'm about this, but I mean, it's a welcome distraction for sure. And I miss sports. Um, so Christian, your thoughts on the model, your thoughts on all what played into this and, uh, I guess how you feel about the NBA resuming, resuming quote unquote, the season this way. Oh, well, you know, we discussed it. Uh, my first thought about the season resuming is I'm, I mean, it's kind of like a bittersweet. Like I'm happy that sports might come back, but I kind of just don't want it with everything that's been going on. And I just feel like, you know, when the lockout happened in 2012 and the season came back, I felt like that was exciting because, you know, you we missed basketball for three months, but then we got right back into the, the thick of things and it was just, you know, basketball for like seven months. Whereas here, you know, it was basketball for five months, then now it's a three-month stop and now another resumption. I, I don't like the stop and go kind of, things here and again you know there's going to be a lot of players that might get hurt and I think that any prediction that you have you have to throw it out the window because honestly if there's an injury in the Western Conference let's say or even in the Eastern Conference what's not to say that the Wizards make it to the conference final I know that sounds ludicrous and crazy but it could happen like if, yeah, no, that's another thing since Giannis and Ben Simmons get hurt and the Wizards they can win those series and get to the conference finals <laughs> All I'm going to say is that if Tatum gets hurt, Celtics fans are going to want Silver's head. <laughs> I mean, Tatum or Kemba Walker, one of those two. Or anybody gets hurt. I mean, it's yeah. very risky. It's very, very risky. And again, they had to do it for the deals, for the TV deals and whatnot. So I guess uh, I just kind of wish they just kind of canceled the season in general, just to leave it as a mystery and just wait for next year because – like I said, I'm not really interested in watching basketball right now. Maybe I will be when the time comes around, but we'll see. Um, the only thing I'll say is, though, Nick, honestly, I feel like they could have brought every team back and had them play, like, six games just so you can figure out the lottery, too, and just so that, you know, teams aren't playing each other. Like, for instance, you said Boston has to play uh, the Wizards twice and the Raptors have to play the Bucks twice. I feel like they could have brought... The other teams back maybe for like four games. Have everybody play four games, maybe like six, um, so that you can just kind of figure out the lottery and whatnot and keep the matchups different. But I understand why they did that. You know, you're gonna eliminate the eight worst teams and have 22 compete. It's fine, I guess. 
Um, my only thing is, my only thing is, like, if you're Memphis or you're Orlando or you're just one of these teams that was gr- or like Oklahoma City, for instance, you know, you're these teams that are busting your ass this year. You've had a great season, and you know the season stops, and now all of a sudden you might be eliminated from the playoffs because you lost six games or somebody got hurt and some other team won five games. That kind of sucks. And, you know, especially for Memphis, like that's the first team I think about, like how hard they played this year and how well they played. That really sucks for them. But I guess it's understandable. Um, And I guess I like the playoff system as long as they keep it East versus West because I think if they do the 1-16, to that's just going to be ridiculous because – like you said, you know, the Celtics might have to play the Clippers and the Lakers are going to have like a coast to the finals, which would suck. Yeah, no, but they, one through 16, I would have been like, this is clear. The NBA is showing Laker bias again, because then the Lakers have a complete cakewalk. Like the toughest teams they have to play are Denver and Indiana, maybe Toronto. Like, yeah, no, right. like, get, yeah, like it, the, you got to stick with one. You got to stick with what you have. It, it doesn't right. make sense to just go one through 16. Right, and, you know, regardless of what happens, and I know people people are going to possibly say that, oh, it's just because the Lakers, let's say the Lakers win, right? They're going to say, oh, you, Christian, you're not a LeBron fan, you've never been a LeBron fan, and oh, you're just hating on him, and maybe there's truth to that, but let's say the Lakers win, or whoever wins, I'm not going to really count them as champions, because I just feel like, you know, so much has changed in this season that, like we said, I don't think you can count it as like a, uh, the continuation of the season. It's like a brand new season. Um, but if there is one positive that comes out of this for the NBA, I suppose you can say that they can start later and end later, and maybe they can fix their schedule. Maybe they want to start on Christmas. Um, and I guess that's the best thing that can happen, but I don't know. I guess we'll go with it. Um, and again, you know, with all the protesting going on and whatnot, I think we're all forgetting about Corona and that's what I'm also concerned about. And I really hope that no players get it and I hope no players get hurt. And I just hope that basketball is at least the product is good and that, you know, no one, as I said, gets hurt. I I don't want to see like LeBron get injured or heaven forbid Giannis or LeBron or any of these great players get injured, but it, it leaves a lot. It, it, there's a lot to unpack here. I, I'm just, again, like I said, I have very bittersweet feelings. And, you know, one thing that we can't even mention is that, you know, Vince Carter's last game was against the Knicks. And it's kind of like we didn't know it at the time, but it was his last game. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks that he didn't get to finish out his, his tour for his last game. But oh, yeah. you know, I, I saw, just, that's just I, how it is, I, but... I saw someone said, you know, like, can someone just trade him for, like, a second-round pick to a contender just, like, to have him, you know, be on that kind of team to let him ride out because that was just such a dumb way to – also, someone mentioned, too, Kobe died on his birthday, too, which is just – this guy did not have the last season he wanted. There's no doubt. Yeah. um, So, yeah. So, to talk about Corona first and how this kind of plays into this – um, so he, first, well, first off, here's something that I think almost everyone agrees on. Whoever wins the quote unquote title this year 
it's not a title. This is not the NBA title. It's not, you know, you're playing in front of no fans and with four months off and it's not, it's not the NBA title. It's just not. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, one thing that's interesting is just how you like, you hear how people are talking about, you know, the, 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 okay. So in terms of coming back, just in general, how people are talking about how a lot of players may not want to play, right? And Damian Lillard say he might not want to play. If he couldn't make the playoffs, but he does now. But uh, Ennis Kanter, for example, on the Ennis Kanter show on NBC Sports Boston, they Chris Forsberg, who's you know the reporter host, he reports for the team. He asked Ennis and was like, he, Ennis, like you know, does everyone come back? And he's like, Ennis was like. You'd be surprised how few actually want to do it. You know, like he made a point that I think he said in particular on another East playoff team, not the Celtics. He was talking to a former teammate, I assume from New York, but could have been from anyone, I guess, that uh, he said one of his friends that said a ton of players on his team don't want to play. And that the two and that at least one of their all stars, he referenced that they probably had two of them you know, does not want to play for sure and has told them that he probably won't come back if this season returns. Or at least that's their plan. Now, this is very much hearsay for Menace. Uh, and he's always been one to start stuff. You know, it's kind of start drama. But, I mean, if that's true, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like a lot of players aren't too thrilled at the idea of doing this. Like, to, you know, uproot their families and basically live in Orlando for a couple of months, right? Yeah, like... What about... Know. You know what else I thought about, Nick? <laughs> what about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? <laughs> These two have yeah. back on the court together? Have they resolved their issues? I mean, is Donovan Mitchell still pissed off at him? That's something you have to throw into the table. And, you know, for the eight teams that are not playing, man, that's, what, like, 10 months of no basketball? That's that's yeah. crazy, you know. Like they're not going to be playing until maybe December. That's crazy. That's like that's a long ass time, dude. Yeah, that's a problem. And to be honest, so this was an argument uh, for bringing the season back, right? That that like that if teams like for the thirty teams, I mean, because you're like some teams are not going to play basketball, uh, organized basketball for like what ten months. Like, it's something ridiculous. Um, I just think, you know, like you said, there was no win situation. This was a no-win situation. I mean, just straight off. Like, if you bring the season back, then players could get hurt. And by the way, I read somewhere that owners are, like, terrified of that. You know? Like, the owners are extremely scared at the thought of their players getting hurt. And another two is owners are scared about... Uh, owners are scared about, you know, Corona. That's something. So let's say a player gets Corona, right, on a team. The Silver says the season will keep going, right? There's no way. They no. have to cancel it again. No, I, I don't you, see you how. Cannot, there is no way on this point. If somebody, if a player gets coronavirus again, there is absolutely no way they're going to continue to play. For instance, what if LeBron James gets Corona do you really think the Lakers are going to continue to resume their games without their best player? No. There's no way. No way. Absolutely not. 
It, yeah, and I know LeBron Shocker wanted to bring the season back. Um but I just feel like I don't know. I, I feel like they're doing it and it's like, oh, it's a good thing because it's a positive thing in a world that's getting completely fucked by a virus and now by, you know, police officers apparently. And it, I just it's just such a weird it, it, I don't even really know what to say. You know, <laughs> like I mean, I guess if you're if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm looking at, you know, you know, who do I want to play? Assuming the Celtics keep the three C, which is, you know, Philadelphia or Indiana. But I mean, how into this, like you said, how into this am I really going to be with all that's going on in the world? You know, and like, not just that, Nick, but and with know, no fans. Right. And but but not just that. But once again, it. Like, four months off is a very long time for a lot of players. I mean, just the regular human being who, for instance, if we were to go play basketball right now, then take off a month and go back, I we would be tired after three minutes of playing. So, yeah, these guys are pro athletes, but regardless, you have four months off where you're not doing anything, let's say, or you're maybe you're just shooting around. There's That's not really practice for a five-on-five five if you're doing some exercises. So... Again, you don't like you can predict and say, oh, maybe the Lakers will be gray and the Clippers, but you don't know because maybe maybe one of those players wasn't practicing and somebody else on another team was. So again, it's like it's like I really won't be surprised if a top seeded team gets eliminated early in the playoffs, or as we've mentioned, if a superstar player gets hurt or a couple of superstar players get hurt. So if you if you think that you know it's it's unreasonable that maybe the Suns or the freaking Wizards get to the deep in the playoffs, it's not because you really don't know. Yeah, and... this is this is basically like you know or how early in the NBA season a lot of upsets happen, right? Because yes. teams they're not used to it. That that's generally when it happens. Sometimes they have them in the middle of uh what's about middle of the season, but it's rare. Generally, in the middle of the season. Like the, on a back-to-back, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah exactly. The, generally, in the middle of the season, you don't see the Bucks lose to the Magic. You just don't see it because it, because teams are in shape by then. And, yeah, just in general. But I, I just feel like it's just such a weird, you know, weird, 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 I don't know, weird just idea, you know, and to bring it back like this and and like i said how i don't know how into this i'm going to be like i'm i'm not i don't know if i'm going to be able to root for it like like i do with a regular nba game you know i'm gonna be watching and just thinking is this this isn't the nba this is like high school basketball this is like high school aau it's like you said with all these months off these basketball could be terrible and like you said now player could get hurt like I said, let's be real. The reason they're doing this, we all know the reason they're bringing it back. It's money. I mean, they're not doing this because they really want to play basketball. They're doing this because of the money. And with the China situation already happening, I feel like they need to, they feel like we can't just have no games, you know, because if they have no games, then they're no going to lose revenue for money. Right. Cap could, but you know, it's like stuff like that. That would right, hurt the players. But you know what else, Nick, is also, like, if you're, let's say, the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, you had this extra time off, do you bring back Kyrie and Kevin Durant, maybe? No, and, you can't. 
that. No, I think right, it, but, it, but but like let's say maybe the Wizards, you know, old John Wall, you know, maybe he comes back, plays a little bit. You don't know. Well, you know, Nurkic is coming back, so yeah. th- that's like that's another thing. You don't know who's who's healthy, who's hurt, and whatnot. And also, you know, when we're talking about the off season, this throws everything out of loop because now you know the lottery is completely different. The draft is going to be completely different. Now the season is going to be completely different. Now you probably have your summer league as a fall league. So there's just a lot of things that they have to figure out. And as we mentioned, with the coronavirus, the league lost a lot of money, which means that there's going to be a lot of players who probably opt into their contracts instead of opting out. So teams like the Knicks, who possibly would have had money to pursue a player or you know change the roster, might have to be stuck with the roster that they have because they don't have money. So it just throws everything out of whack. It's insane. You know, I think, and yeah, so at the end of the day, money talks, and we've gotten to this point, Christian. So I think here's my question for you, looking at this, you know, kind of coming back and stuff. Do you think they, so you mentioned the 30-team idea, right, and on the time they had off? So. To kind of go deeper in the format, I mean, we, but I, I think this is probably the best possible format. But how would you have done it differently? Uh, oh, that's a great question. I, I guess, <sighs> honestly, I would have probably brought every team back, had them play like an even amount of games, maybe, let's say 10 or 12 and just let them finish out, see who had the worst record, you know, give give teams kind of a, a, a little bit of, of uh, work in games so that their stamina is a little bit better and they we're not going to see, you know, crap basketball. Maybe we'll see slightly better basketball because, again, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of just air ball and bad misses and, and people out of stamina and whatnot. Um, so I would have probably done that, you know, maybe bring, bring every team there, play maybe 10 to 12 games and then just figure out the playoff situation there or what they could have done if they just wanted to really end the season fast was say, screw the 22 team system, just have the one through eight seeds all come in, play, uh, everybody plays maybe every other day and you finish the season in August and you're, you know, Finished. Well, the players really pushed against that. That's for sure. Right. Right. That's what. Again, and that 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 would have been that would have been bad because the product would have been awful. And I could imagine it would be just terrible. By the time we got to the finals, you might have had some decent basketball, but probably people were probably not cared. So, I mean, I don't really know. I guess this is the best way to do it. But even this is kind of like, just I feel like it's kind of just mushed together where they just had to throw something at the wall and hope that it's it's stuck. Well, I think the hardest thing, yeah, I, I agree. I, it, they definitely, I mean, the play-in tournament is, I think this is going to be a one-year thing. I don't think this is going to be, you know, past this year. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, so, now, I think here's the big question, Christian, because we have to make predictions, right? If you were to ask me, uh, you know what? Let, let's not do that. 
Well, mate, if you really yeah, let's do it. Let, here's, yeah, let's, here's, let's here's, do it. No, no. Here's something we can do, right? What team is hurt the most because of this? That's a title contender. Because obviously, if you say what team is hurt the most, it's the Memphis Grizzlies and the Orlando Magic. Obviously. Plus, the play-in tournament, uh, one thing we didn't talk about was the single elimination, double elimination thing. So, I do like the fact that the current eight seed is a double elimination, so they have to lose twice. I think that's more fair. Um, Fair, excuse me. Basically, I just... But, yeah, I mean, some of the play-in tournament, I feel like that's a gimmick. But, Christian, which team that's a contender... And it could be like a pseudo contender if you want. If you want to throw the Celtics in the pseudo contenders, I understand that. It makes sense. Um, so what contender, pseudo contender type of team benefits the most from this? What team hurts the most from this? That's a contender. Right. right. That's, man, that's tough. I, I guess the team, there could, I, I would say there's probably a couple of teams that benefit and, the teams that probably benefited the most were, you know, teams like probably, I would say Dallas, maybe Oklahoma City, uh, you know, Brooklyn maybe, Miami, because those teams, you know, technically they got more rest now for their players. Um, and once again, you know, those teams are probably an injury away or, you know, a person getting corona away from making a deep playoff run. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, the teams the teams that I think are definitely affected, it has to be the top teams. You know, if you're talking about Milwaukee, if you're talking about the Lakers and the Clippers, I think that those teams, especially the Lakers and Clippers, because they're a little older. And so, you know, with older players, there's more susceptible to injury. And, you know, if you're looking at the Lakers, you know, they have Dwight Howard, who's a lot older. JaVale McGee is not a spring chicken. Rondo is sure. older. Avery Bradley's <laughs> older. These guys, it's going to take them time to get into shape. And don't forget that Anthony Davis has a tendency to get injured. He's injury prone. So what's not to say that he gets hurt again? And yeah. so, you know. Same with Embiid. Ex- exactly. Philadelphia is another team. Well, I think maybe this benefits Philly because they were reeling and it looked like they were going to be one and done in the playoffs. And sure. now that they have time to relax, and now Embiid probably going to be healthy. So, I mean, I think the teams that benefit the most are definitely the teams that were hurt and were out of the mix now are getting a chance. Uh, the teams that really kind of suffer are the teams that were contending, in my opinion. And I know maybe that's just the most generic answer I can give, but you know, if you're the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks or even the Raptors, even the Celtics, you know, Boston right now is expected to play Philadelphia. Now you might have to play, like, Indiana or who knows, the Nets, or maybe they play the Wizards. But then again, maybe Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown get hurt and Bradley Beal is playing and he's averaging 30. You know? You don't know. We really don't know. Tatum getting hurt after the whole Max offer thing coming out would be like like, Yeah. That would be like, you know, Bill, you know, Bill Simmons, obviously like Bill Simmons. We all Boston fans hate Bill Simmons because he jinxes everything. He was like, Hayward's playing great. And then Hayward broke his hand earlier in the season. It's like that would be like a full on Bill Simmons moment. Um, But God, I would be crushed if that happened. Um, But so back, I think the biggest winner in this, I'm actually going to disagree with you a little bit. To me, the biggest winner on this is the L.A. Clippers. And the reason the L.A. Clippers are the biggest winner on this is really, well, there's two reasons. 
But the first one is simple. They have no fans anyway, so this doesn't hurt them at all. <laughs> Second thing. <laughs> so. Isn't Billy Crystal? Wait, what? what's that dude? What's his name? Like, that's, What's the biggest Clippers fan name? God, oh, I forgot what his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him before. All right, the one fan. Uh, <laughs> And the second reason is Kawhi Leonard, and this is actually serious. Kawhi Leonard has played a lot of basketball. Paul George has been pretty injury prone, like you said. This allows Paul Kawhi Leonard really big because he's played so he played in June last year, and he's really rested now. We talked about how LeBron, you know, a a big reason he's looked so good this year is because the with the Lakers not making the playoffs last year, he had a lot more time to rest. Um. This is good. I think it's like the same thing for Kawhi. I feel like Kawhi's going to come out of this, and he's going to be really healthy, and he's going to look really good. Um, I think before you say anything, by the way, let me just mention this because I saw ESPN's rankings, and they had Kawhi at four. That's very disrespectful. In my opinion, he is the best player in the league right now because he's he's really one of the only few people that can actually stop LeBron James. And if you have a very healthy Kawhi Leonard with that team, with that depth, my God. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you hate the Clippers and you're a Lakers fan. They are very dangerous regardless. Yeah, no, that's why I said when I heard the one through 16 thing and I heard the Celtics could get the Clippers around too, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, hardest pass of all time. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like, ha- like hard. I mean, listen, the Raptors are a very good team, taking nothing away from them, but they don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore. So fuck no. I would rather face the Raptors. Um, and good thing is I heard, and Keith, that guy Keith Smith said he heard, yeah, like, literally the entire Eastern Conference voted against it. So Of course, because because if you did, <laughs> if they did that, if they didn't do that playing tournament, if they, if they did the 1 through 16, the Magic, the Nets, and the 76ers are not in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, true. True. Uh, very, very true. Um, I think... The biggest loser in this, I actually think the Lakers and the Bucks. I'm just kind of, eh, I don't think this affects. I mean, it definitely hurts the Lakers and the Bucks because the Lakers and the Bucks are older, and the Clippers to an extent. But I think it helps the Clippers more than hurts them. I, I think the biggest losers in this, um, I could look like an idiot if the 76ers play the Celtics in the playoffs and beat them, but I feel like the 76ers are a loser, and simply for the reason of this, of this. Wow, I sound very eloquent. Um, uh, the 76ers were horrible. They were worse than the Knicks away from home this year. Now they're playing, especially Joel Embiid, in front of no fans. I feel like that's going to hurt them. And I feel like, at least on paper, judging by how the season went, that they could really look like dog shit. Maybe, you know, Al Horford looks way better now. Maybe Tobias Harris looks way better now with the stoppage. I'm, I'm, Tobias Harris is less likely than if to make a they look better than I think than Al Horford because Al Horford's older and he's on that sort of break. Um, but Joel Embiid, I mean, let's be real. The guy has not been in shape basically his whole career. And he came into this season talking about how he was going to be. And he wasn't. And I feel like there's a real chance that, A, he's coming out of this in worse shape. Because I, I sincerely question how, like, what, what, like, like, what does he do working out-wise because, and, like, stay in shape. He's... He just always, he looks like he's heaving like halfway through games, even with how talented he is. Um, right now, his injuries too. Yeah, true. He's a very injury prone player. Now, one positive for Philly is that Ben Simmons would have been back, and we the Ben Simmons back injury was very confusing back when it happened. No one really knew what it was. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's that. 
Um, he could have missed the first round, which if that the case, that's a slam dunk for the Celtics. Uh, if they, we had gotten them in round one. Um, but uh, so I, I just feel like Philly, this probably hurts them more than it helps them. It could help them reset and get back on track. I don't fully know. But at the same, like on paper, it does seem like Philly's going to be a team that's really going to be hurt by this because they're terrible on the road. They always feel off their crap, especially Joel Embiid, and they're not going to have one. Um, I think the other loser in this is the Jazz, like you mentioned. Uh, the Jazz are a mess right now. I think a lot of people are underestimating how much of a mess they are, too, because it's not only with the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert thing. Think about the other stuff that's happened during quarantine. Bojan Bogdanovich is out for the season. He got wrist surgery. Joe Ingles had that report that he didn't want to play. You know, now he says he does, but how do you really believe him? I don't know. Um, Mike Conley was terrible in the beginning of the year. It was pretty bad this year. Yeah, no, listen, the Jazz had moments where you looked at them and you thought they were could be really good, right? But they're to me, they're the same old Jazz. Like you said, Mike Conley was a huge disappointment. I mean, right before the stoppage, he was starting to look really good. In fact, so there was a stark difference, you know, with the Jazz. So the Celtics went to Utah on a back-to-back. Um, I think it was in late February. And re- in reality, the Jazz were at home with, you know, slight altitude they have. And the Celtics were on a back-to-back. In the same scenario as the Jazz were with the Lakers, right? You know, they, they should have killed us. And they lost. Pretty convincing. And, you know, I, I think it was more embarrassing for them considering, you know, Gordon Hayward, you know, they hate him there. And he didn't play that well. He was like four for 13 that game. And the Celtics still beat them pretty easily on a back to back in Utah. But this, the, but the next game when the granted, the Celtics were missing uh, Brown and Hayward, I believe, the second game. But the Jazz kind of steamrolled us. And Mike Conley looked really good. Um but the point is, is that why I guess what I'm trying to get back to the point is that the Jazz have just been dealing with so much bad shit. Um, I just I don't know. I feel like this is a really no win situation for them coming back because I bet they told Bogdanovich to get the surgery because they thought the season wasn't coming back. Now it is coming back. Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, another team, maybe Nick, and it's because this player has an injury history as well. Maybe the Mavericks like. You don't know if Porzingis can get hurt again, and Gosh, if he gets, yeah. if, if let's say, let's say in a, let's say he ruptures or you know tears his ACL, well, they just gave him a hundred million plus dollars to be the number two option on that team, and now you're kind of just stuck with Luca and, and, and KP who's going to be out next year, let's say. So there's just a lot. Of- I think any team would fall head over heels to be stuck with Luka Doncic. So let's be fair here. Yeah, it's true. But you know what I mean, though? You know, like, Luka's a great player, obviously. He's such a beast. But, you know, you invested all that money in Porzingis to have that one-two combo. And let's say he gets hurt. Well, there goes the one-two combo. You're going to have to find somebody else then, let's say. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, Kristaps has been very injury-prone throughout his career. Um, I think Kristaps... Sorry to cut you off, Nick, but he yeah, was course. also he was also getting into rhythm once the season uh, ended. So now is he going to be back out of rhythm? You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. That's another thing. I'm just going to say is Orlando Magic are a hundred thousand. It looks like to a hundred thousand to win the NBA title. I put a dollar on them, man. 
make make a goddamn fortune. Was in the you guys in the town team. I'm expecting one of these weird ass teams to get to like the second round or the conference finals. I really wouldn't be surprised like if Orlando or Washington or hell even the Phoenix Suns get to the second round. It's it's plausible. It really is. It's possible to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Brooklyn is a sleeper if Brooklyn, you know, gets Durant back and Kyrie. But I just like can't. I don't think I, you can. Like you the cannot Nets, play Kevin Durant. Listen, if the Nets play those two guys and they get hurt, then then they're stupid. You know, and I, and listen, we say we 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 joke about the Nets and the mistakes they have made during since they've gotten Kyrie and Durant, which have been quite a few. Especially with Joe Size, their owner, who kind of seems to be like a loose cannon type of owner. Um, he, we, you know, we get, we we bash the Kenny Atkinson firing, obviously. Um, but the I, I think the Nets are still a very sensible organization, despite the fact that they're probably going to hire Teron Liu, and that's a joke. Um, Mark Jackson, which would be even better. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Some someone not as good as Kenny Atkinson for sure, but the point is they still have Sean Marks, and I feel like Sean Marks is going to have at least some power to say Durant, Kyrie, you just can't play. You know, I just we're just not going to do this because it's a terrible idea. But I was joking to my brother the other day. Would it be so fitting if Kyrie's first game against his old team is in in front of no fans? Wouldn't that be so fitting? <laughs> the way he wanted it. <laughs> Yeah, I oh mean, if that happens, then I'm. I know, I know, in my heart, next year you're gonna see, you know, before the Nets come to Boston, you know, that Kyrie is a sprained pinky, and you know, it is out, and I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, hey, oh he did make the trip too. That that as well. Um, <laughs> but you know what, Nick? Let's like to get back to Kevin Durant, for instance, and I've seen uh, a lot of people talk about this. Um. I, am I the only sane human being in the world when I say that are people dumb when they say they want Kevin Durant to come back or they they, they somehow magically think he's going to average 35 a game again? Uh, he's 30 years old coming off an, a ruptured Achilles and most NBA players who tear their Achilles when they come back they are not usually averaging 30 a game. It's going to take him about a year to get back to being decent and by that time he might be hurt again. So you want to bring him back in the playoffs? That lingering Nets resentment, even though you 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 basically disown the Knicks. I I, I think it's I think it's I I, but, I do. But but, 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 I, no, but to your point, that's pretty I, valid though, right? Yes, I mean to an extent, yes, because well, okay. So here's the thing: the Nets. I mean, we we, we that that's this is for a different podcast for the most part. But just in the Nets in the short term and I guess in the long term. The thing about Durant is, I mean, he got lucky in that he actually tore the Achilles that's less damaging to a player that's a righty. But at, oh, the, end okay. day, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, his Achilles is not close to the same. The point is, he, he, he's not going to be able to drive by. Like, he's probably going to settle for jump shots a lot, you know, because... He's not going to have the same explosiveness. Like, look at Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's not the same thing as a torn Achilles, but look at what happened with Gordon Hayward. You know, he did, he, Gordon Hayward took two years to become 80% of what he was in Utah, you know? 
Like it's it, it, it's it's a lot to ask of Kevin Durant to be like a top five player right off the bat. He I'd be pretty surprised if he was. And Kyrie, you know, Kyrie is the worst. Injury prone I, too as well. Like yeah. He's, and I wish nothing but the worst on Kyrie. No. <laughs> but you know, to talk about the Nets, regardless of all that, if those guys are actually healthy with like a Dinwiddie and a Wilbert, they have a very explosive offense. And next year, if everything goes well, they could. They're in the mix. They're probably the best team in the Eastern Conference. I'll see you right now. They they could win a championship. They can stay healthy. But the question is, can they stay healthy? And if the Nets are really stupid, and I've seen Nets fans say that they want Kevin Durant and Kyrie back for this playoff run, if they really are that dumb and bring them back and they get hurt, then the Nets are going to look like complete and total morons. So if they are to do that, they deserve the 20 years of losing they're about to engulf themselves with if they bring back mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, let's be real Christian. Let's save most of this talk for a later podcast. That is next season. But on your thoughts on the Nets being the potential best team in the Eastern Conference, I probably agree with that. I mean, well, it's tough to say. I mean, to me, at the end of the day, until you take down Giannis in the East, I, I, I'm going to always go with him. I mean, listen. Hey, listen. You could listen to what uh, – listen uh, four times there. You listen to what Danny Ainge himself said. Danny Ainge thinks Giannis is the best player in the league right now. I don't know if you agree. I mean, I think Durant, before he got hurt, was the best player in the league. But now, I don't, I, I would probably say Kawhi Leonard, maybe LeBron. I'm not sure. It's tough. It's, uh, it's between those guys. I, you can If you go with LeBron or Kawhi or Giannis, take any of them. I, I think Kawhi right now is the best player. I think Giannis will become the best player and possibly this year. In this playoffs, and I think LeBron has been the best for so many years that I think he's, I don't want to say he's finally going to be dethroned, I think he's still going to be great, but I don't think he's, I think he's going to pass the baton off to those guys. Yeah, yeah, so to finish our talk, uh, we went a little off course there, but yeah, I mean, quickly, I, I, I think that we agree, the, the biggest winners of this are the teams, you know, and you know what? Actually, you know what? I'll give a guy a shout out who is really a winner on the Celtics in all this and a guy I felt really bad for if they would have stopped the season because of all the bullshit he's dealt with as a player. And that's Kemba Walker. Kemba oh, Walker. my God. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Kemba Walker has been on joke teams since college. And, like, he was finally going to get a chance. Like, this was his first chance to go deep in the playoffs. And to stop the season, I just feel terrible. I mean, like, he's, like, the nicest guy in the world. And like you said, he's a Bronx guy. So I know there's probably some loyalty there. Uh, yes, Kemba, 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 Kemba. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it's – it's I, I felt ter- – I would feel terrible for him. Even though I wanted uh, – I mean, both you and me agreed. You know, we wanted uh, – we wanted the season canceled. But, I mean, I would feel terrible for him because he, he, he signed with the Celtics outside of the fact that Charlie wouldn't pay him because he felt, I guess, that we were the best chance for him to win and he could stay in the East, which he wanted. He didn't want to go to Dallas, I guess. But, I mean, God, think about it for him. If he, imagine how devastated he would have been. Like, I can finally win, and then he can't. Yeah, that's, that would have sucked, but... 
again, you know, let's just hope no one gets hurt and that this goes well, Nick. But like I said, I if we were to really do predictions right now, I mean, what's your gut telling you about, you know, conference finals at least? And then we'll see maybe our finals. Conference finals. Um, well, my, my prediction of the Celtics making the roaring comeback from being the disappointment that they were last year <laughs> to become <laughs> the team I thought they were going to be did not go right. So, I mean... I'll say this in the West, I think Lakers Clippers is pretty inevitable, um, especially considering that they're one and two seed wise. I think the only team that has a legitimate chance to make that, I mean, granted, granted, this isn't a normal season. So with this new kind of deal, maybe a team upsets the Lakers or Clippers, right? It's possible. I mean, I think it's going to be Lakers Clippers in the West, but the problem is, of course, I think a team like the Rockets could make it interesting. I think a team like, the I don't know the um I don't think Denver um Denver Denver's gonna that's another loser this Denver's gonna be exposed without the altitude um they have a lot of depth though I was I actually think that I actually think they might be a sleeper team to get to the conference finals because of their depth I don't know I don't see it I I feel like their big advantage is the altitude because you know it's it's just an unfair advantage to have at home. Like, guys are airballing shots on the other team at the end of games. He's how tired they are. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get. I really want to say it's Celtics-Bucks in the East. Um, I really do. But I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I keep doubting the Raptors, and they always seem to find a way. But I, last year, I did not. Last year, I actually thought they were going to make the finals, to their credit. Um <sighs> It's hmm. so tough, right? It's tough because so, Raptors, you don't really know you don't know the circumstances either. Like it's just it's just such a wash, dude. Let me make this clear though. In a normal season, I would have a tough time deciding between the Celtics and the Raptors. Like, I think the Celtics I mean, I think Jason Tatum, if he keeps playing like he had, is a better player than Pascal Siakam. So we the have Raptors. That. Yeah, but the Raptors depth is really good too though. Like they Raptors, like the Celtics bench is but because it's like all rookies, you know, it's Romeo Lang. Right. Uh, I mean, and Brad Water I mean, The only four players the Celtics have on their bench are Marcus Smart, who is off. Who the Celtics have had so many minor injuries this year that you know Marcus Smart has started like over half the season. Like the Celtics have not had their starting lineup play. The Celtics starting lineup t- has played, I think, like eight games together. Like it's oh that God. bad. Yeah, injury-wise, like it's it's that ridiculous. It's kind of a miracle, to be honest. We're even in the third seed, um, but man, I picking Raptors versus Celtics is tough. I, you know what? Do you want me to be a homer <laughs> and find? Yeah, All right, you, you pick you pick whatever you want, man. <laughs> All right. Here's why I think the Celtics will beat the Toronto. Oh, God damn it. I don't I'm kind of leaning Raptors in my head. No, no. Okay, here's why I think the Celtics will win, right? The Celtics are a very, very young team. Like I said, as bad as our bench is, it's basically rookies. That's why. I feel like depth matters a little less in the playoffs. Well, that wasn't true with the Celtic Wizards series because our bench killed theirs. But you know what? Um, 
I, I'm trying to convince myself, but I feel like I just can't do it. But <laughs> I feel like at the same time, it's most people are picking the Celtics over the Raptors. But um, I, okay, here's what I guess is the big reason. Uh, Jason Tatum is better than Pascal Siakam. Normally, the best player in the series wins, and I feel like the Raptors are a way older team than the Celtics, and I feel like the Celtics are going to be okay with this layoff um, in terms of because they're all young anyway. You know, um, I think the Raptors have a way better bench, and that's what scares me. But I feel like they have some defensive issues that could that could be exploited. I know they're a great defense team, but some of their matchups can be really bad. Like when the Celtics completely picked on JJ Redick a few years ago when he was on the Sixers, and we just attacked him on defense every time with whoever he was guarding, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, or Jason Tatum. Uh, for the Raptors, I feel like that's Fred Van Fleet, as good a player he is. I feel like you're going to have to put Fred Van Fleet on one of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, or Gordon Hayward, and that's going to be a mismatch. Um, I feel like Kemba Walker might be back to what he was. He was really struggling getting back from the knee issue, whatever that was, which was a very bizarre kind of injury he was having. Um, but he was struggling during that. Uh, I think I think the Raptors are kind of burnt out from the fact that they played last year and got, went so deep, you know, I feel like they might be susceptible. I feel like a lot of times defending champs fall early because of that. And that's my spiel. I spiel. I, I really, in my head, I feel like the Raptors have a little bit of an advantage, but I, I guess I'll be a homer and pick the Celtics. <laughs> and so Celtics Eastern, oh, okay. So your Eastern conference is Bucks Celtics. I think the, I think the I think one thing I'm going to bet on though, that I think people are I think people are dumb Heat fans think they have a chance, but I think the, the if the Heat gets around to and play the Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to kill them. I think that's going to be four or five game series. I think the regular season, the regular season, the Bucks lost to the Miami Nightlife. They did not lose to the Miami Heat, like <laughs> like like a lot of people do. They lose to the Miami Nightlife. <laughs> yeah, like. I just feel like I feel like the Bucks are going to kill them. That's just my opinion, though. But yeah, Bucks, Celtics, um, and uh, Lakers, Lakers Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I uh, know Lakers, Clippers. So what about you? Okay, now before I make this my prediction here, there is no way that like Denver can avoid the Clippers. Right, they're going to have to play them yep. unless unless well, no, no, unless no, they like lose a. So they could drop to, like, the fourth team and then play the Lakers, right, let's say? Yes. So, basically, three through six in the West is incredibly close. Like, at three through seven, really. Yeah, it's freaking um, crazy. The Mavericks are four games back of the Nuggets, and the Mavericks are the seven, and the Nuggets are the three. Um, the Nuggets are one and a half games up on Utah for the four. They are two and a half games up on Oklahoma City and Houston for five and six. So... Basically, as of right now, the Denver Nuggets will play Houston in round one. Okay, well, here's my prediction for the Western Conference Finals, and it's going to piss Lakers fans off, but I just feel like... you think the Lakers are going to lose? I think they're going to lose in the second round. Let's say they play the Nuggets, because I think the Nuggets... I know I know you're not high on Denver. Nuggets. I don't see it. I But they just have a lot of depth, dude, and the Lakers just don't. Like, that... That's been my whole thing this year with the Lakers. I've been saying that they don't have a lot of depth. 
Like, if you're going to rely on guys like JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard and Avery Bradley and Rondo, it's going to eventually catch up to you. It has to, no matter how great I'll LeBron say and this. are. I'll say this, too. One thing the Nuggets do have going for them. Um, one thing. So, I'm going to sound like Celtics homer and say, well, the Celtics did kick their They did. The Celtics beat them by 30 points in January, and they lost by two without Kemba in February in L.A. One thing I noticed about the Lakers, they're a very slow team. They're right, and the true. Nuggets run fast. <laughs> and like that, that's one thing Denver has going for them, or like even Houston to an extent. But I think Houston doesn't really run because you know their their style doesn't really work in the playoffs anyway. They're just kind right, of like but- hard team. But but quickly, I guess what I'm saying is that this is why I would pick the Clippers over them, at least as of right now, because I feel like small, fast teams like the Clippers. Like the Celtics give them a lot of problems, and it like like the point is when you have Anthony Davis having to guard the perimeter, like he had to guard Jason Tatum, uh, in that game, it it, it didn't go well, you know. So the Nuggets, who is their starting for? It's Jeremy Grant, right? Paul Millsap. Paul, okay, so I guess Paul Millsap plays more in the paint, but he can shoot too, though. I yeah, not, listen, he's not the same Atlanta Hawks, and. and He's not the same player he once was, but he's a very solid player still. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a winning type of player. Um, point is, is that Denver, you're right. They're small. They run a lot. That Jokic is the best outlet passer in the league by far. I don't think that's even close. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe Denver could push them. I just feel like at the end of the day, with the game slowing down, I just don't think, I just don't think Denver is good enough. I just don't. Maybe maybe Jamal Murray pulls off a playoff run out of his ass. I don't know. The point is, you're right. Players are going to be off for so long that maybe LeBron is in shape. Maybe Davis is in shape. But uh, you're right. You got to question JaVale, JaVale McGee. Is he going to be in shape? And Dwight Dwight Howard, you know, that candy. He eats a lot of candy. Yeah. So at least he did. He had that famous story about it. So I, you got to question him. You got to question a lot of different guys, for sure. That's why I'm saying I think that if Denver drops to, like, the fourth seed and, let's say, the Thunder or Jazz move up to the third seed, I can really see the Nuggets getting to the conference finals and playing the Clippers because I've been saying all year that I think the Clippers are going to win the championship, barring an injury. They, I mean, first of all, they have Pat Beverly. You have Lou Williams, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Montrez Harold. You have Zubak. You've added Morris. They have uh, freaking... Did they add Darren Collison or Reggie Jackson? I can't remember. One of those guys. They have a lot of depth, basically. Reggie Jackson. Right. And listen, he sucks, but he's a serviceable backup. <laughs> he's a serviceable backup. If they need Pat Beverly to rest a little bit, even though they bring Lou Will off the bench as their point guard. But regardless, for me, what I like in a team and what I want and what I'm looking at with all these teams, I'm trying to see which team has depth and the team that can use their depth because I think that it's going to be very important, especially this kind of four-month layoff that everybody had, that you're not going to be able to run your starting five into the ground. Because if you try if you try to play them a lot, they're going to get hurt. They're going to get tired. So I think that a team like Denver can sneak into the conference finals and play the Clippers. And maybe it's just me hating on the Lakers. The Lakers would probably be playing the Clippers regardless, but... I think a team like Denver could definitely sneak into the conference finals and maybe the Mavericks because the Mavericks do have some decent players coming off their bench as well. Um, 
And Tim Hardaway had a he was having a great season as their number three option. Um, so especially with Luca, I think Luca is such a beast, like an absolute beast. Shout out to Eastern Europe right there. We're 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 still prevalent in the NBA. It's crazy, but but regardless, like like that's why I think, in my opinion, I think Denver's gonna play the Clippers in the conference finals for the West. Um, and also I like Denver a lot. I'm a homer for Denver. Um, but in the Eastern Conference. This is really tough. Um, I can't put the Celtics over because, again, New York. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> uh, okay. um, um, but also, I, 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 I'm remembering how great Jason Tatum was in his rookie year in the playoffs. He was tremendous. But I just think their depth I, – I think Boston is maybe like a year away. They still need to kind of fix their team. I, I think they're still very guard-heavy. and They don't have enough bigs. Um, yeah, and I think I think Daniel Tice. I mean, is well, well, well. Listen, Daniel Tice does not get nearly enough credit, you know, about how he's solid. I think, but outside of that, you, you there's a lot of question marks. Like, is it can Ennis guard, can Ennis Canner guard? Can Robert Williams stay healthy? Right, you know? and you know what? Like, if they play Boston, let's see, and you know the self, if they play Toronto, excuse me, you know. I'm gonna put like I'm gonna assume the lineups would be it would probably be Kemba, it'd probably be Jalen Brown, it'd be Jason Tatum, it'd be Gordon Haywood, and it would probably be Ennis Cantor, right? Well, the Raptors can put out Siakam, right? Okay, so but the Celt, but the Raptors would put out Gasol, Ibaka, Siakam, Lowry, and um, Van Fleet. Let's say maybe. I just think that you know if they play the Raptors, I just think the Raptors have just too much height on them. And that might be the Celtics' downfall, which is it, which is kind of um, a thing that that concerned me about Boston was when they were playing the Clippers really, really early in the season, and they played them really good. The thing that really struck out to me was, or excuse me, stuck out to me was that a team like the Clippers, who has a lot of length, was just able to to contain Boston a little bit because of their length. So that could be problematic for Boston. Well, I'll tell you this: they did not contain Jason Tatum. No, they did not. They did not. But at the end of the game, you know, Kemba took the shot and Kawhi blocked him. So you know, yeah, if, if right. Kawhi is, you know, if Kemba, if Kemba or Tatum is taking a shot over Siakam or Ibaka or Gasol, I trust Tatum's going to make it. But it's going to be tough to make that shot, regardless. That's why my only concern with Boston is that is that they're they're very undersized. But I, I'm not going to count them out making the conference finals. I think they can do it. I think it will be a very close series with them in Toronto, but I still think that a sleeper team, and I've been saying it regardless, I think the Indiana Pacers could be the surprise team to make it to the conference finals because Oladipo got some rest. Again, as I said, the depth. Although Jeremy Lamb is not there because he ruptured his Achilles, I think, but they have Brogdon, Oladipo. Tore his ACL and he, like, tore his meniscus and he, like, he had, like, yeah, he, and the yeah, crazy thing about that is that he played. He like he, I mean, he made a free throw like he on that. It's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, I think the pace. I'm gonna. I and again, there's also just a, a very unknown variable about this. So I mean, if my prediction, my prediction would probably be Eastern Conference Finals. I'm gonna say Bucks and Pacers, and I'll say Western Conference Finals Nuggets and Clippers, just because I also want to be kind of different from saying one and two seed or two and three going at it. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington 
or like Orlando or the Suns get deep into the playoffs? Because we really don't know. You know, this is just kind of like a hey, you know, take a shot and take a shot in the dark and see what happens. So that would be my prediction, I guess. Well, it's definitely going to be a lot of variables, a lot of different stuff, and uh, a lot of different stuff. Yeah, it's, it's tough to tell. I think the Pacers, I, I think quickly my last thought um, is that the Pacers could do it. I mean, this is going to be so weird that you're right. I mean, this this resumption of the season, quote-unquote, could definitely see a crazy run from a team we don't expect. The Pacers very well could be. Maybe Old Depot and Brockton are just that you know nightmare duo to play, you know, and – and maybe the Celtics lose in round one. Maybe the maybe the Raptors Bucks lose in round one. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no. You know, maybe the Lakers lose in round one. Hey, I mean, if they get they get uh, no, well, the Blazers stink outside of Lillard, but you know, like, oh, don't disrespect Carmelo Anthony like that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, with the Blazers, they're getting Nurkic back. So and Zach Collins. Right, so you're getting a little more depth there. So you never they're know. not very. Never know. Let's not make. They're Damian Lillard and everyone else. Let Let's be real. Everyone, they've always been that. Despite yeah, CJ McCollum is CJ McCollum is okay. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, yeah. okay. He is out on the downswing though. I feel like he's not played nearly as well. Quickly, um, yeah. Before God, like I said, we don't know. Uh, if though the Celtics do play the Raptors, I'll say this right. The Celtics and Raptors have played one game this year. The other two games, the Celtics and Raptors, more the Raptors have had injuries. The Celtics have won two of the three games. But the one game the Celtics played this year against them, it was the second game of the season. You know? When Did they beat them? I forgot. Celtics won that game in Boston. It was Kemba's first game. It was actually the Celtics' home opener. Oh, but okay. it, it was like incredibly close. It was a back and forth game. I'm yeah. telling you, I could see that being a seven game series. And like it really, to me, you can say, oh, Toronto's going to win or Boston's going to win. I have no clue because they're both very evenly matched. And it would be a very competitive and intense series, in my opinion. And I'll say this if the Celtics had gotten to this point and we would have had regular series and with the Celtics going. The Celtics never win in Toronto, so I would have been very, very hesitant to pick them. Even though you know, I with Tatum playing better, and the Celtics did win in Toronto once this year. But I, it was on Christmas. I don't really count it because Siakam was out and Gasol was out. I think, and Norman Powell, who was incredibly underrated. I don't think Norman Powell gets nearly enough credit for how good he is. Um. I just feel like it's just a, yeah that that series on paper is just going to be a war you know that that series on paper if teams play like the both teams that play like they did early in the season that's going to be the best series of the playoffs that's going to be like Denver Portland was last year with how close it was. I agree. I was just thinking about that series. Yeah, damn, that that series was close, wasn't it? Like a three point difference in every game or something like that. Yeah, and the, the and Denver. And remember, they had a game that went to four overtimes. Jesus Christ, goddamn! Yeah, in Portland, it was game three. So I guess that's my final thought. Christian, do you have anything else? No, I mean, like I said, it's bittersweet that it's back, but hey, it's something to distract us from what's going on in this crazy ass world. And hopefully, we get back to some kind of normalcy, and hopefully, we get jobs and make some money because it's sure out here. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, this is the world is going crazy and we're talking about sports, right? Classic, classic Nick and Christian move. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's going to be it uh, for the BX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick and Under here with Christian Okay. Thank you for listening.